So next week we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving, but perhaps some concerned aldermen may be in a map room, wherever that is. I have not uh, seen the map room. I don't think uh, cell phones are allowed in there, no pictures. It's super, super secret. I think it's uh, several floors under City Hall, if I'm not mistaken. It's a former uh, Cold War nuke bunker that they turn. I'm not sure. We'll ask our next guest about that. But they have until December 1st to pass a map that reflects new census data that shows the city now is about 31% white, 29% Latino, 28% black, about 7% Asian. That means something has to give, like that old uh, movie. Something's got to give, the Jack uh, Nicholson music uh, movie. Yes, yes. And uh, let's uh, let's invite here into the discussion. She wrote on it uh, very clearly, uh, very, very uh, well, uh, takes you through all the processes here. Uh, it is... Our next guest, Mariah Wolfell. She covers city government for WBEZ Chicago Public Radio. Mariah, welcome to uh, the AM side of the world. How are you? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Well, I'm stumbling a little bit, but this really comes down to a nasty political cage fight between the black and Latino, Latino caucuses, doesn't it? Well, it is. It has been heating up, and they seem to be at an impasse. And what is the what that issue here is that in the past decade, the Latino caucus has seen a growth in its population, about 5% growth in the Latino population throughout the city. And meanwhile, the Black caucus has seen a 10% decline in its population. Um, but what's at issue is the Black caucus is, is vowing to hold on to the number of majority Black wards in the city. Of course, majority Black wards would tend to elect uh, you know, black, black aldermen to represent them. Not, that's not always the case. But that's typically why they're trying to continue to hold on to the number of wards that have majority black residents to also protect their seats in, in the city council. And so there's, there's about there's 18 majority black wards currently and 13 majority Latino wards. And the Latino caucus has taken the position um, that, you know, this increase in the Latino population calls for an increase in majority Latino wards. Yeah. Well, why won't Irvin, who's the chairman of the Black Caucus, why won't he take the deal, which would bring it to 15 Latino, 17 Black wards? It seems like that is a reasonable compromise. Well, I think. Well, I think what Alderman Irvin is saying is that there's no reason to decrease the number of Black majority Black wards in the city, and he has said that doing so could lead to litigation under the Voting Rights Act, and that the numbers show that they can create 18 majority black wards. And he's also contended that even doing so, you know, Latino caucus can find majority wards elsewhere and potentially increase the number of Latino wards still. And so he, he really is taking a hard line and, um, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. But the Hispanic caucus must realize that the Voting Rights Act is there for their use as well. Correct. And both both caucuses get money from the city to hire attorneys, to hire cartographers, to make sure that black and Latino uh, Chicagoans are well represented and, you know, able to exercise their voting rights act and vote in blocks and vote into office people who they who of their choosing. And so both I mean, it could lead to litigation on either side, depending on and on what happens in the next couple of weeks um i don't know that the latino caucus has 
threatened litigation uh, as much as the Black Caucus has, has kind of brought that up. But the Latino Caucus does say that the census data from the past decade shows that, you know, they, they have a strong case for an increase. It's a big fight for an Asian majority ward at this point. Where does that come from, just out of the Bridgeport neighborhood? Yeah, so I think uh, in, there's been there's been a growth in in the city's Asian population in neighborhoods like Bridgeport, McKinley Park, Brighton Park, um, and so there's been a group of advocates that have been pushing fiercely for a majority Asian ward that encompasses Chinatown. Um, currently, Chinatown split up between three different wards, and advocates say that makes it really hard, especially for immigrants or non English speakers, to advocate for things that their community needs. And so you think, you know, you think that just navigating the government is hard in and of itself. And advocates say, you know, in Chinatown, you you may have to do that three times over to coordinate with three different representatives to get what you need or figure out who to even go to for what you need. And so, uh, you know, they're bolstered by a a 31% uh, bump in the city's Asian population in the past decade making up now 7% of the total population, yet there has never been a single, there's never been a majority Asian ward in the city of Chicago, and um, there's not a single Asian alderman that there, there used to be, but um, they, they left the city council a couple years ago. Talking here with Mariah Wolfell. She covers city government for Chicago Public Radio. I admire the folks over at Change Illinois. Uh, we have their director on quite often. They're, they're presenting their own people's map, which would be 14 majority Latino wards, 15 majority black wards, one majority Asian ward, but they need 10 aldermen to support the map, even to force a referendum to let the voters decide. That's a heavy lift, isn't it? It is. I think that they're, they have an uphill battle trying to convince aldermen to, you know, effectively give away their power to create the wards in which, you know, they themselves will be seeking reelection in 2023. And so to get 10 aldermen, you know, to sign on to force this referendum is not going to be easy. They have hinted, you know, they hinted in interviews with me that they may be coming out with an announcement soon or that this may get formally introduced at the city council, which they need just one alderman to do. Of course, they're looking for the support of 10, which that's that's outlined in, in the city law that says if aldermen by December 1st don't pass a map, um, by, you know, by December 1st, then a group of 10 aldermen uh, can, you know, band together and push an alternative map, which would then send competing maps to voters. Yeah. You know, we don't pay a lot of attention to this. I mean, the amount of participa- uh, participation by the public in the drawing of these maps, not only on a city level, but a state level, I mean, it's, it's we, we, we woefully underrepresent our, ourselves, and that's why we let these politicians continue to, uh, you know, essentially pick their own constituents. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think there, you know, there was a lot of desire and momentum for an independent-led process. We heard the mayor campaign on kind of reforming the yeah, and the governor too, the yeah. and, the governor, and the governor. You know, yeah. it's easy. I guess it's easier to stay on the campaign trail than it is to do, but. Um, you know, this, these happen. I've never been in the map room. I mean, you, you alluded to it at the front that I, I, I don't know what it looks like in there. No pictures. I asked for a tour of it, just a shot in the dark. And, uh, the attorneys were like, absolutely not. Um, but 
it's a very closed door process and that has come, you know, come to bear in, in the three public hearings that the city has held so far. A lot of the discussion was just criticizing the way that this process is done instead of, you know, debating actually substantive maps uh, and maybe talking about actual boundaries. I think citizens and residents are left to just, you know, kind of complain about the fact yeah. that they don't have a more substantial way. Well, it's tough to participate, but it's easy to complain. One final thing, and this does not involve the Latino nor the Black Caucus. A couple aldermen are battling over who gets to represent Lincoln Yards. I read this uh, from our friend Greg Hines at Crane's Day. Both uh, Alderman Hopkins and Wagaspec want the huge development in their new ward. So that's like a little sidebar fight going on. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think that, you know, aside from those smaller little stories, a lot of a lot of the aldermen feel like they're kind of on the sidelines and are going to be on the sidelines um, for the next couple of weeks as the Latino and Black caucuses, you know, kind of try to negotiate this out. Um, but there are there are several stories like that that are popping up and it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, whether the black or Latino caucus, like who they're, what sweeteners they're going to try to put in their maps to see, you know, how how much support they can get from aldermen. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Sell your vote. Give me, <laughs> yeah. give me, well, give me <laughs> the the project, and I'll 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 lean your way to the Hispanic uh, caucus or uh, the Black caucus. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. And uh, if you ever get into that map room, please let me know. Oh, I will for sure. It'll be breaking news. Thank you so much for having me. Well, say hello to all our friends over there. You guys do a terrific job. Mariah Wolfell from uh, Public Radio, Chicago Public Radio, WBEZ, joining us here on the Big 89.